Welcome back to Chip and Eric Read the Bible, a 365-part series where your favorite reverends read from the Holy Scriptures. Today, we shall read from the book of Exodus, chapters 1 through 3. <laughs> oh, I love it. What's up, guys? Oh, wow. Wow, day 30. Don't check your phones. Yeah. This is Don't a... touch that dial is what they say. Don't touch the dial. Don't. Stop it. Stop yeah. fiddling with the dials. Hey, uh, welcome back, everyone. It's great to have you with us. Yeah. Many people are reading through the Bible with Chip and Eric. Yes. It's cool. Even my own wife. I had no idea wow. until... I get up very early in the morning. I do my own Bible reading and prayer time, and I hear Eric. I hear your voice in my bedroom. Well, it's not what you think. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> and I'm like, ah. ah. Then I hear my voice, <clears throat> and then you're really confused. yeah, really happy and excited. That's good. So my wife's even following along. That's wonderful. Good job, sweetie. Very proud of you. That's wonderful. We actually gained a new listener. Oh, this past week. Yeah, we all me. Talk. Oh, you start, you're listening to us. I am. Wow. Well, it just makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Well, hey, yeah. today we're going to start our third book of the Bible. Okay. It's the second book of the Bible, but it's our third book of the Bible for this study, and that is the book of Exodus. We're almost two minutes in. We haven't read a single word of scripture. Okay. Let's just go. get after it. You want to go. go first? Yeah, Exodus chapter one. You love Exodus. I actually really do. I'm going to do a series on it this year at church. Very good. Okay, the Israelites in Egypt. These are the names of the sons of Israel, that is, Jacob, who moved to Egypt with their father, each with his family, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. In all, Jacob had 70 descendants in Egypt, including Joseph, who was already there. In time, Joseph and all his brothers died, ending that entire generation. But their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and filled the land. Eventually, a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. He said to his people, Look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. If we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us. Then they will escape from the country. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down and crush with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of Python and Ramses as supply centers for the king. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread, and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. So the Egyptians worked the people of Israel without mercy. They made their lives bitter, forcing them to mix mortar and make bricks and do all the work in the fields. They were ruthless in their, all their demands. Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to Hebrew midwives, Shipra and Pua. When you help the Hebrew women as they give birth, watch as they deliver. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it's a girl, let her live. But because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the king's orders. They allowed the boys to live too. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives. Why have you done this, he demanded. Why have you allowed the boys to live? The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, the midwives replied. They are more vigorous and have their babies so quickly that we cannot get there in time. 
So God was good to the midwives, and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. And because the midwives feared God, they gave them families. he gave them families of their own. Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people, Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. The Birth of Moses, Exodus chapter 2. About this time, a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. Soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river, and her attendants walked along the river bank. When the princess saw the basket on the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. Shall I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Moses escapes to Midian. Many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews, and he saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. After looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. The next day, when Moses went out to visit the people again, he saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up your friend? Moses said to the one who had started the fight. The man replied, Who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid, thinking, Everyone knows what I did. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what had happened, and he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. When Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters who came as usual to draw water and fill the water troughs for their father's flocks. But some other shepherds came and chased them away. So Moses jumped up and rescued the girls from the shepherds. Then he drew water for their flocks. When the girls returned to Ruel, the father, he asked, Why are you back so soon today? An Egyptian rescued us from the shepherds, they answered. And then he drew water for us and watered our flocks. Then where is he? Their father asked. Why did he leave? Why did you leave him there? Invite him to come and eat with us. Moses accepted the invitation and he settled there with him. In time, Reuel gave Moses his daughter Zipporah to be his wife. Later, she gave birth to a son and Moses named him Gershom. For he explained, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. Years passed and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out for help, and their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He looked down on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. Moses in the burning bush. One day Moses was tending the flock. Oh, sorry. Exodus chapter 3. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. 
When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you're standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they'll ask, What's his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Now go and call together all the elders of Israel. Tell them, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me. He told me, I have been watching closely, and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I have promised to rescue you from your oppression in Egypt. I will lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and the Jebusites now live. The elders of Israel will accept your message. Then you and the elders must go to the king of Egypt and tell him, The Lord... The God of the Hebrews has met with us, so please let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand forces him. So I will raise my hand and strike the Egyptians, performing all kinds of miracles among them. Then at last he'll let you go, and I'll cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. They will give you gifts when you go, so you will not leave empty-handed." Every Israelite woman will ask for articles of silver and gold and fine clothing from her Egyptian neighbors and from the foreign women in their houses. You will dress your sons and daughters with these, stripping the Egyptians of their wealth. Awesome. Okay, that's the end. Starting the Exodus. Yeah. The Exodus has begun. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yes. All right, so a lot of good, a lot of good things in here. Yeah, we're really seriously, wrestling about what to, what to share. Yeah, um, given that so what question, right? Yeah, yeah. So what? So, you know, um, yes, you know, the obvious is they cried out to God. God heard their cry. Sure, so cry out to God about anything and everything. I think it's something you should do. Every day, you know, give your day to God. God, I give you this. I give you that. I, I do that every day. I think it's important, mm-hmm. but all the time. But I, I want to say uh, my so what today really is after looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, you know, um, Moses killed the Egyptian, hid the body. The next day, you know, he went out to, to visit people again. 
and he saw two fighting. Where are you beating up your friend? Moses said to the one who started the fight. Uh, the man replied, who appointed you to be our prince? Are you going to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? So what that tells me is um, sometimes we do things because we don't think anybody is watching or sure. nobody is hearing or listening. And we'll talk behind someone's back and we'll, we'll, we'll click on this and watch this and listen to that. Absolutely. Thinking that we're in a safe spot. But really... Someone is always watching. Someone is mm-hmm. always listening. And that really helps me to know that God, I, who I report to among anyone, mm-hmm. sees everything. Yeah. And the judgment will be before him. And so that really helps me to say, okay, um, even though they might not see or hear, he always sees and he always hears. Sure. And, and really your sins will find you out. And it's very important, I think, to keep keep that in mind, you know, why we're living our life and that um, we do it do it for him and he he observes all things sees all things and will report to him for all things yeah i agree i agree completely it's the so what today that's a great so what it's a great so what so jesus in this text um where do you find him a couple places um is he in the basket he is not in a basket in the nile no 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 well he does have his time in egypt as well yeah he does and also people try to kill him when he's a yeah. A small child. So echoing this True. same story. Yes. Yeah. But um, actually, so a couple places. The first place is that, uh, you know, the end of chapter 2 there, years passed and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out to God for help, and their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So um, and he looked down and on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. Yeah. So... Uh, first of all, Jesus came at the exact appointed time, and it was God remembering his covenant that caused that. But more than that, so the reason it's so important that the Israelites would be drawn out of Egypt, the yeah. reason that that's so important is because it's a necessary step for the Messiah to come, right? So again, just to reiterate, everything in the Old Testament, these stories are great. These stories can give us um, moral lessons and teach us history, biblical history, but the most important thing about them is that they will lead us to Jesus. That's right. And so this is part of a great unfolding of this this story that leads from uh, creation all the way up to the birth of the Messiah. And so Israel had to be brought out of Egypt into the land that they were promised because it was in that land that we would eventually see the Messiah born. So that's one place. And then the other one I it would be foolish of me not to mention is that this burning bush who speaks and Moses says, you know, what should I tell him? You know, yeah. what what what's what's your name that I'm supposed to tell them? And he says, yeah. I am who I am. Yeah, who I am. And uh, tell him I am has sent you. Yeah, yeah. And so the the interesting thing about that is Jesus takes that too. Um and that really sets off the Pharisees. Oh yeah. Jesus says, I am. Yeah. You know, and they knew what he meant and he knew what he meant, obviously. And so that really set off the Pharisees to hear that. Yeah. Um and you have two different uh, responses to that, right? So Moses hears "I am" and he and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. okay, uh, got it." And then the Pharisees hear it and they have a completely different attitude about it. And so time is not, time is not. Uh, I don't know how to say it. It's not kind to the the Israelite people 
when it comes to the reaction to I am, you know, the longer True. they exist as a people, the more they reject him. And then ultimately they reject him and put him on a cross. Mm. So that is where I see Jesus in this text. Very good. All okay, right. Okay, guys. Very good. Everyone, you did uh, day 30. Day 30. You completed day We're going to end 30. January tomorrow. All right. Hey, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yes. End of January. Yes. Have a great day. Have a lot of fun. Yeah. Eat your veggies. Do that. All right. And listen to some great music. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times we just get wrapped up and don't enjoy art, the art around us. This has been Chip and Eric Read the Bible. Tune in tomorrow as they go through Exodus 4 through 6. Yeah. Get a good night's sleep. <laughs>